Well, well, where do I start today? I really want to just speak about the love of God and the unquenchable love of God today. How's that? Uh, we all need a fresh understanding, a fresh um, perspective on the love of God. And, and I love the testimonies because they're, all of us are called to stretch ourselves beyond where we're comfortable. And that requires perfect love. It really does. It requires us to walk in love. And so I'm just going to kind of share some things that have been happening over just with relationships with me, all right? And just to give us, because it's going to illustrate love, okay? Because the, it's important. And so I'll just start with that, and then we'll, we'll actually read out of the Bible. Is that okay? So, Jeff, you can't go anywhere right now. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot up some pictures. I'm gonna give. I, I'll just hold on. I'm, I'm don't flash anything yet. But I I realized I this week I got to go down to a, a leaders conference in Baltimore, Maryland. All masked up, really intense. But I got to be with uh, Bethel Nation, which is how many remember Carrington Morgan coming? Bishop Carrington Morgan. And so it was the beginning of a. a a life-changing week for me because I needed a drink. How many know we pour out, we go before Jesus, but we need a drink every now and then. And sometimes God has to take you out of context to really mess you up. And so why, you know, I'm thinking at, you know, what's going to happen there that, you know, that they're not, a am I okay? Okay. Don't walk around too much. No, I'm allowed to. So the Holy Spirit, you know, I got an invitation to do a couple workshops, and I'm thinking, okay, that'll be great. And I spoke on the anointing for apostolic leadership, just a light topic. <laughs> but I, I had a great time. And so anyway, I'm going to put up, can we put up Bishop Morgan on here and my picture with him? And so I'm just going to tell you about this man, if you don't know already, the testimony. How we met was at an ordination service, and that was through Patrick Wallace, who's a mutual friend of ours. Young guy, fiery young guy. And, and what happened was, in the midst of, of, of that ordination service, I came into contact with him uh, supernaturally. Just, it was, uh, uh, I think it was Jesus had was doing some prayer during that day, and he said, just go to someone you don't know in the room. And of course, he was dressed to the nines. I said, I'm going to that guy. I'm going to that guy right there. And, uh, and I was already introduced to him briefly, but I said, I'm just going to go pray. And so as we began to pray, the Holy Spirit, everyone say Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did something powerfully. This does not happen all the time. And I'm going to testify to more, more uh, encounters with the Lord doing this by bonding people together. And it's so important because the love of God is so important in our lives, in activating, keeping our relationships, moving us into new territories with one another so that the divine nature of God is actually manifested in your life. And so I met him in that moment, and in that moment, there, I didn't know there was supposed to be a, a foot washing service, but I turned around as I opened my eyes, there's a, a pen and a, a, the, the pitcher and a towel. And I said, I've been set up. We've been set up. 
So I began to wash his feet. I took his shoes off. I, I washed his feet. Like, I'm not into that stuff. Please, understand. <laughs> understand, I am not into foot washing services. And so I have to say that to you because all of a sudden, just this, it was the power of God. It was so sovereign and it was so powerful. And as I began to wash his feet, he began to cry. I began to cry. We were both crying. Come on. We were all hot mess. And the Holy Spirit was doing a work in our hearts like you, like I can't even describe to you. It's indescribable, the love of God, what he will do with people. And so as this began to happen, I finished. I, cle- I dried his feet, and then he, he sits me down. But instead of washing my feet with the water, he's washing them with his tears. Can I tell you, all of the room was like, We were in revival for a moment. No, I'm telling you, it was powerful, and God did something that day. And I've been stewarding that one relationship for two years. And very, I I think I've been doing well. And the Holy Spirit brought me to this meeting this week, and I'm like a fish out of water because I, I don't, they worship different. The culture's different. They have bishops. And, you know, and I'm on, a, I'm on an apostolic council that I didn't even ask to be put on, but they put me on it. Because he loves me so much. He said, no, I want you with me. And I'm like, well, I didn't hear from the Lord on it. He goes, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and so at the beginnings, this was the very beginning when we had the first meeting for the apostolic uh, board for this. And, and so... I was, you know, he brought me down to Florida. Anyway, now I'm down in Maryland with him and all these people. And I'm telling you, I got railroaded by the Holy Spirit. And while my, my uh, workshops were fruitful, and that was great, because it's all about what we do, right? No. No, it's about me engaging with people, and I made more friends. I mean, there was, there's the council that I already know, but some of them were like, no, we need you here, we need you here, we need you here, we need you here, so I better put on my seatbelt because things are about to happen that I'm not even ready for, and I'm going into a culture that I have no grid for, but the Lord said, no, this is your assignment because he's your brother. No, no, I mean he's my brother, just like he's my brother, and he's my brother, and he's, well, he's kind of my father, but... You, <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? That the Lord is trying to bond us with love like we don't know, like we cannot understand, like that true relationship runs together even if we're 2,000 miles apart. And and I, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is doing something in my heart because there's all kinds of other crazy things going on around me in the midst of this with, with people detaching and saying bye. And, you know, I, I'm like, what is going on, Lord? So I, I focus on the love. Hello? I'm going to focus on the love. Next, 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 next one. So this is yesterday. This man. Reynard. Chief. Chief Reynard. No, I'm just not kidding. This is so crazy. This is a crazy story right now. So I, I'm, I'm at the prayer meeting this Literally, there was probably four to five hundred people. It was so powerful, and we were up at the Founders Monument in, in Plymouth, and and it was through our, our friend Greg and uh, Suzanne Winslow. They put this whole thing together, 
and we were there for the 400th anniversary. Why? Because we missed it last year. <laughs> because of COVID, right? And so we're there with all different ministries, and there's so, there was three, you know, there's other Native nations that were there, and it was so powerful. So the, as these guys were, I was literally weeping from the beginning to the end because of just repentance and because we understand what God has to do in the foundations of our nation so that we see revival. And it is all about love. It's about his unquenchable love coming upon a people that we cannot, we cannot live without going and reaching people. We cannot live without connecting with people. We cannot live. It's not like a fast, high, see you. I'm glad you're healed. God wants you involved with people's lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? God wants you connected to one another and so I'm sitting there these guys get off the stage and I cannot I'm like they're all getting their pictures taken with the Indians natives right and I I'm I, and my wife's calling me over and I'm thinking I don't want to I don't want to no I just didn't want like I'm not like that guy that needs to go have the you know and have the picture so I'm standing there in the middle watching what's happening on the stage, and I'm, st I'm standing literally in, in, on one of the walkways. And I turn, and I see this guy. And he comes out of the crowd that was trying to get pictures with him, and he comes straight at me. And he says, my name is Raynard. He said, and I don't know, but the Lord was highlighting you, and I love you so much. And he, when he, listen... When he grabbed me, ultra mush mess. Like, I start, well, I won't put that picture up, but I was a mess. Like, I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, you can't even put, make this stuff up, God. And, and there's, there's something that the Holy Spirit was doing in that moment, and I connected with him like that. It was just like that, instant, instant. There's people in this room that I had that same encounter with that are instant, that's something that instant, and God did it in a moment. And so the Holy Spirit did this, and I'm telling you, he's texting, he's probably texting me now. He won't stop texting me. He's like, are you coming? When am I going to see you? He's going back to New Mexico. I'm like, I, uh, tomorrow, I'll be down tomorrow to see you. I, I feel like I have to, I want to honor that, not out of pressure, but I feel like an honor, and the love, and then he just began to sit with me, and now it, there's no other meeting happening. There's just this meeting happening. Like, literally, he sat me on the ground and began to show me his family, began to open up things and just show me his son and where he lived and a thousand sunsets in New Mexico that were beautiful because he doesn't care. He's about relationship. And I could just feel the love of the Father just pouring out of this guy, and I just... I felt like, God, what did I even do to deserve this? And then he came over to me and he prayed for me. Actually, we went to go pray for some other people. And then he said, come here, I want to pray for you. And then he just blasted me with this prayer of, of love and acceptance and the, the love of the Father. And I'm just like, you know, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. From the beginning to the end. And even driving home, I'm like, what in the world? Like, I was so emotionally like but it was powerful and so I have nothing else to talk to about today other than the love of God I have nothing else to talk to because of what I'm watching happen and 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 so I, I had a like super busy weekend like I went to go see Scott up in Northfield then I went to the Plymouth then I went to Plymouth and then God rolled over me like a truck 
It was just powerful. So give me the last picture. This guy. Everyone knows him. I, because, okay, so I'm going to go and just talk about this relationship here because this relationship has been tried and true. And so I, I'm working through things with, with Bishop. You understand? And there'll be things that I work through with Chief Raina, Apache Chief. Like, I need, like, anyway. But I know there's a bond of friendship for life. That, that's what I know. And so I met this man at a, 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 a I think it was at a, a, a strategies conference or kingdom strategies conference with John Paul Jackson. And I don't even know what year it was. I was trying to look it up. It's off the internet now. But the Holy Spirit has done something with him and I. And let me tell you, Joe and I have had shouting matches. No, for real. For real. Because if you, don't, if you have friends and anyone in this room have a shouting match with the one you love, come on, somebody. And it doesn't mean that nothing grows, but God's trying to work something on the inside. And he's trying to get us to understand and love one another. And he's trying to get us to have real feelings and know how to deal with them and how to walk through adversity together. How many know that? So this is what the Lord is doing. And so I just felt like I said, so I had those two and I said last minute, because I just, this picture was taken today. So, because I don't have a picture of him and I other than we were in like the Philippines. Well, Lisa has them. I don't. But anyway, I feel like, you know, I just want to honor these friendships. I want to honor these. And, and honestly, all these people, especially I feel like those two and Joe, they've all been like fathers, like father figures. I don't need a bunch of daddies. But, you know, God brings people in your life to love on you and to get you into a place where you need to be. And, and he wants to use you for that, to be that person, to be a mom and a pop in the, in the kingdom. And, and so the Holy Spirit is wanting to do these things. And I just want us to look at some scriptures real quick. That way we can make this whole thing legal. Because I know what happens. I, I want to just put the word to it because God's going to convict us of some things. It's in the word. I'm not even going to, I don't even have to preach it. It's messed up because I found it this morning. I'm like, God, what are you saying? And what are you doing in all these things? Because I know that the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into a, a relationship that is true and that is tried. Everyone say tried. Yeah, God's going to try things. I, I said, it's God. Some, God, sometimes the enemy will come in and try and mess people up, but God definitely brings a burning and tries to, 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 to burn out of the dross of all of our relationships. Amen? Amen. So we're just going to look at that for a second. I'm going to just go to 1 John chapter 3 with me. Where else would I go? And we'll hit a couple other scriptures, but I'm going to kind of just do a running commentary here, and then... Then we'll pray for the, the fiery love of his presence because some of us are going to get baptized with a fresh love of his fire tonight. Okay? And so I'm just going to start in verse 1. It says, Behold what manner of love has, of the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does, does not know us. Everyone say that. The world doesn't know you, so they don't understand what you're carrying. And so... But because it, it did not know him, beloved, now we are children of God. And it has, been, it has not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when, when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and everyone that 
who has hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So I realize this, that the Holy Spirit is coming with a baptism of love to the church. Listen, all the shaking that's happening, there's a reason, because God's trying to baptize the church in love. He's trying to weed out all the, all the chaff, all the things that haven't been right. He's trying to move it all out. He's trying to burn it up and get rid of it. Amen? And, and I really feel like we need to understand that the world doesn't know us, so they don't understand us. But that doesn't matter. You don't need to be hostile. Oh, we'll get into it for a second. We'll get into it for a second because we think we have a right to act the way we do towards unbelievers, and really they have no clue. They have no grid. And I don't care if they're demon-possessed. They still need love. It's still love that breaks the bonds. It's still the love. And if we're actually filled with the supernatural love of Christ, then something comes upon your life, the anointing that breaks the yoke, that comes through the love of God that you've been under and poured out upon, it, it changes everything in an unbeliever because you are truly displaying. And I'm not saying we put up with certain nonsense i'm not saying we give place to demonic uh, things attacking and all that stuff no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about believers who are ignorant of who god is of who he is inside of a believer and so your your life needs to be ready to release that you need to show i'm going to say the word perfect love which is mature love and so what I see from these three men is there's a maturity of love that's been bestowed. And listen, things that I have not, things that I have not understood, God shows me through his perfect love. And so then it goes on, whoever commits sin. Ready? Just hold on to your seats because we're going to get into this. And the word will offend you. It won't be Miles. Miles will just read it. And you may get offended and you may say, I need to repent because offense should turn us to something. If it strikes us in a way that God wants, God wants change and he wants us to shift our insides, that means repentance, which brings refreshing. Oh, come on, somebody. Repentance brings refreshing. So whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. I'm like, out of the blue, why is John talking about this? Let's just go ahead. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sin that in him there was no sin, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Okay, so here's Jesus. He gives us a gauge, and he's saying whoever's not abiding in that place is in sin. Why? Because of the places that we, unbelie that we don't believe the Lord. Are you hearing me? What's the main thing, what's the main root of all sin? You don't believe. You do not believe. It's unbelief. It, 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 is, it is pride, but it's because you don't believe what the Word says. You have a different way of doing things. And, and so the Lord wants us to understand. And then he says, whoever sins is neither, has neither seen him or has known him. Well, that's a hard in-your-face word from John. That means that every time we fall backwards, it means that we don't understand the ways of God. That's why we sin. We don't understand what God's doing. And I don't want to get this all sin-based, all right? Because, but I, we have to look at these things, right? Because the Lord wants us to empty ourselves of all the things that we, we check off as excuses for acting the way we do or for doing the things that we do, whatever it is, right? Because we justify. <laughs> Come on, the only one who justifies is God. 
The only one who's full of mercy is Jesus. And so it says, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. But he who sins is of the devil. For the devil had sinned from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever is born of God does not sin, for, the, for his seed remains in him. That means God's seed remains in you, and it doesn't get lost. And that's probably why the reason why most of us walk and we turn ourselves to, to unrighteousness in any way, and unrighteous behavior in any way. I'm talking about behavior, and I'm talking about internal things because you can be bitter and not have any behavior at all, but it's all going to come out at some point. And so the Lord's trying to take out bitterness. The Lord's trying to take out unbelief. The Lord's trying to remove all these things. And the only way it happens is because of what? The Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. How was he manifested? He was manifest in the earth with one purpose. That was to seek and save the lost and to win the world back to God. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. Did you hear that? He cannot sin. He cannot sin. He cannot sin because he has been born. That means born, born new, born again, born reborn again with God. So it's imperative, right? It says, in this, the children of God... And the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. But he who does not love, who? Oh, whoops. But this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And I love this because Jesus said to us, your first command is to love me and to love the one next to you. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit is working on you. Say, he's working on me. Come on, somebody. He's working on me, and I'm allowing him to work on me so that he can come in and do what he has to do and route out any unbelief, any place I, I operate in any unrighteousness, any place that he's trying to get at. I, I give that to you so that I can manifest perfect love. So for this reason, so not as, not as Cain, we'll skip that one. Verse 13, do not marvel, my, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Okay, let me just stop here for a minute because death, here we go. God wants that perfect love to be manifest in the church so that life would remain. God is looking for each one of us to allow that abiding love. Listen, these men speak to me. I'll just put Bishop Morgan in, in place here because he would not meet. I sat at a different table in honor thinking, you know, he's bishop. He's got his bishop friends. I don't need to be at his table. He looks at me. He says, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm sitting over here. He goes, Why? He said, I want you next to me. Wow. So mind you, I'm the only pink boy in the room. I'm just saying, I'm the only pink guy in the room. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll sit. Because I don't see color. Come on, I felt hate on the street when I was walking in Baltimore. 
people jawing at me. Come on, people talking trash to me. I said, you know what? You're all right. I love you. I don't know what to do with that. Come on, trash talking to me 10 o'clock at night while I'm looking for Fritos. I needed those Fritos and some, some water. Yeah, I needed Fritos. I did. But you understand what I'm saying? So in that room and in that atmosphere, I feel nothing because they're all, we all honor one another because we love one another. Didn't matter about the color of my skin. Amen? Amen. And so why, why is the Lord moving us? And I'm just going to say, I feel like God is opening up doors into different people groups just like that. Because God's trying to bring together the nations. The nations. How many know there's many nations in America? God's wanting to bring together nations. And there, there's something about the love, being, uh, being a, having a fresh baptism of love, un, unquenchable love poured out on us in this hour that he's going to unravel everything that we thought was right. He's going to unravel it and make it look completely different. I'm telling you, it's happening now. We see it happening right now. So we'll just go. Yeah, 15. Who ha whoever hates his brother is a murderer. <laughs> whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, so take an account. This is what, it, as I started reading yesterday, actually, I started beginning to understand. I'm like, God, so any place where I have disdain, any place where I, I, I project uh, and that I don't want to be with people, that I, 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 don't, I, I, I reject people, that's disdain. That's, that's almost, it's not hatred, but somewhere inside, there's a bitter root that God's saying, listen, I'm taking care of. I'm cleaning up these things so that you can walk and abide in perfect love. And watch what it does in the earth as we begin to landscape the earth anew. Because you're not afraid to go to the worst of the worst and the billionaire you might be intimidated by. No, this is why you don't talk to people. This is why we don't talk to people, because the perfect love is not cast in our hearts in such a way that we... It, if I'm in perfect love, then I'm secure in what Jesus has already done. This has everything to do with your identity and who Christ is inside of you, because he's made you perfect love. Because if, we, if my life is hidden in Christ, Jesus did not excommunicate anyone. Jesus did not push anyone out of the building. Jesus, the only one he repelled was the religious ones. <laughs> and I don't know, I said, God, did you, Lord, did you love them anyway? I'm sure he did. But I wonder, because he didn't care. He didn't care about stepping on toes. He didn't care about saying the wrong thing. He didn't care about slaying sacred cows. He didn't. It's who he was. <laughs> he was the one that came into the earth and said, I'm going to do everything to unravel it so I can put it back together because I've called people to myself. Amen? And so, verse 16, by this we love because he laid down his life for us. 
We also ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. I'm just going to stop there because, listen, you could stop at every line in this. The reality is God is looking for us to walk in relationships that are not on again, off again. God is calling us into relationships where we abide with one another and we have the fruit of that. And what happens? The Lord said, they will know that you're my disciples because the love that's upon you. And, you know, listen, personally, I needed like 17 waves of God's love before I even understood it. And even with some of the things that have been happening in the last two years, I'm like, God, what did I even, I can't even describe the love and the relationships that he's building. And I can say that about people in this building, that God is building something that is indescribable if we would pay attention to what the Lord is wanting to do in this hour. It's not just about our performance. It's not just about what we do. It's about connecting with one another in such a way that love is shed abroad on our hearts in such a way that it, it reflects on our sister, on our brother, whoever it is. Yes, of course, your husbands, wives, and children. That better be a, 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 a no-brainer. But the, the reality is that is where he's trying to pull the church into. And so this has everything to do with what's been happening in the earth because there's such a a gnawing and gnashing of teeth right now. And you have to decide, are you standing on the side of love? Oh, come on, somebody. you got to decide if your political preference... Oh, come on. I'll tell you right now. I was in a service last night of the thing, and there was a mention towards a certain ex-president that was derogatory, and my heart felt it. I'm just telling you I had to do a check. And I'm saying I ain't getting nothing here tonight because I have to deal with my heart. Come on, am I talking to real people in this room? If, if, if I told you that it was like a, it was like an arrow. That's what I felt. It was like an arrow, and it hit me. And I said, God, all right. Why would they be for this other guy? That doesn't even make sense to me. And I'm having this internal conversation. And then I'm like, How am I going to receive something tonight? And it was one of the most powerful nights that I had. Because when it, when it hit, I said, I had to throw it down. It's there at the cross. I throw it down at the cross. Even with Bishop Carrington and myself. And if he's watching, I love you. You know that. And there's, ho- there's always hope. And we've talked about political persuasion and all these things. But you know what? That doesn't divide me from him. It shouldn't divide me from him politics, vaccines, masks, it shouldn't divide me from my true friends. How many know you're not going to agree when you disagree? You're not going to agree. And until the Lord navigates that in a relationship, you will not walk in perfect love. Come on, I'm talking about mature love, not little, you know, good, touchy-feely love. I'm talking about love that's in your inner man, that you can love the person next to you without, without, without a doubt. Come on, it's the outworking of love. It's the outworking of love. Verse 18 
My little children, let us not love the world in the world, not the world, in word, not love in word, sorry, not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our, hearts condemn, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. Ready? Right there. That's, 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 that's the fullness of what God wants to say tonight. Here goes. When our hearts become in line and in plumb line with plumb line truth, that it's not just a word. We believe the truth and the truth will set us free. How many believe the truth? Come on. Is it setting you free? It should be setting you free. It should be giving you a liberty in your life that you didn't have before. When you read these words of truth, the Spirit of God needs to come upon your heart so that it transforms you on the inside. It doesn't just do something that's going to be touchy-feely and how I feel tomorrow. It doesn't matter about what I know in the Word to be. I'm telling you, the Word is truth and Word is life. And those things in the Word keep us. They keep us. You need the Bible. You need this Word. And so, but it doesn't, it, it aligns us in such a way that now, now we have this what? Confidence. There's a confidence that's coming. There's a confidence that's coming. Why? Because I love people without, without limits. I don't put them into my checklist. Um, this, is how I, this is how I love them well, and this is how I don't love them well. If they're going to be with me or they're not going to be with me, that shouldn't matter. It, it should be I love them anyway, even if they're going to walk away with, from me, even if they're going to move to a different place. It doesn't matter if it, what it looks like. Hello? doesn't matter if they agree with me 100% or not. I already said this. Because that's where we get in massive conflict. But if, if the love, and I know I'm talking about certain issues, you know, certain encounters in my life that I've seen God put me together with people supernaturally, that will never end. But the Lord said that has to be a, a constant. Why do I say that? Because Jesus doesn't love me on again, off again. I'm in good standings. I'm out of good standings. I'm doing what he says, and all is right, and, and I'm not doing what he says, and that's not right. If I waver out of the will of God, I'm, I'm not loved anymore. If I Come on, somebody in this room. You have to know, you have to have this confidence, you have to have this understanding in your heart that he is doing something beyond what you've ever understood because you come into agreement with the commandment. I will love him with all my heart, and I will love my, my neighbor as myself. There is so much honor and respect in these other cultures. And I don't know about the Azorian back there, but I get a lot of honor from him. And it's not about receiving honor. We shouldn't have to request honor, but people should treat each other with honor. 
Come on, we want to write books on cultures of honor, but let's just learn love is the, is the, is the, is the facet of honor. It's, it, it's, the, it's the thing that locks us into honoring one another in such a way. If I love you, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak things to you. Maybe someone else won't, but the truth in love should help. And it shouldn't bring a, a wall of rejection. Amen? And so God's trying to get in, in our stuff, but he, he's wanting us to, to step into something new. And I, I believe that something new is coming. And I want to just, I'm going to hit two more scriptures. Don't think I'm done. If, if I was at Bishop Morgan's room, I'd be saying, I got to go now. And I'd say that 12 more times before I even got thought, thinking about getting out of here. So just take it as this. Number one, I got to go now. Go to 1 Corinthians 13. You don't even have to go there. I'm just going to read a few verses. It says, Though I speak in the tongues, tongues of men and, and of angels, but I have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, see, stop right there. If we can have all the knowledge of the earth and we can do conferences, and come on, I'm, I'm, I'm the conference guy. I love conferences. I love bringing in the prophets. I want to hear prophecy. I want to know what the word of the Lord is. But if we're not operating and living in the word of the Lord, if we're not living that out, and how does that look? Love, perfect love. Come on, you want to prophesy in love. You want to prophesy. You want to work miracles. Miracles, I'm telling you, they flow better in the perfect love of God. Healing works. When you, get, when you remove everything and you'll just go to anyone because you know the Lord wants the, them healed and you don't care. So there it is, love. It's love that you go to someone. It is love that you'll just get out of yourself and go to someone. And if it just becomes a mission, then you're missing it. Because the love of God is supposed to abide inside of us so that when we begin to talk and begin to speak words of life to people, man, it changes everything. Ready? Just keep going. Just keep going. I got to go. Come on. It says, understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, here we go, doing good deeds. God doesn't want us just doing and feeding the poor, although it is beneficial, right? The Lord says you loan to the poor, you're loaning to the Lord. You give to the poor, you're loaning to the Lord. And so it doesn't go unnoticed, but the Lord says, here, where's your heart? Do you really have a heart? Come on, I can tell you many times working with Henry on the streets, Henry, you know, Harmony Home. I'm just like on the streets. I'm thinking, man, these guys don't even want Jesus. No, I'm just saying, you want to hear my heart? Come on. I'll be a preacher that will tell you the truth because this is, I, I, can't, I can't stand up here and say, oh, yeah, you know. Listen, because what goes on in my heart? And then I'm like, Jesus, where do I get love from? The Lord himself. You're walking by, and you're in the midst of outreach and people's blank faces, and I'm thinking, man, they don't want nothing to do with Jesus. So I'll just shut up. No. No, the love of Christ has to compel us. The love of Jesus has to compel us. 
The love of the Lord, I'm telling you, when we come into this place of deep relationships, ready? God's releasing deep relationships, not only with him, but with one another. And what happens is it furrows something into, into the spirit realm. Can I tell you? It's plowing something in the spirit realm. So that when I connect with someone in such a way, there can all of a sudden, all the things that bind other people up around you, all of a sudden fall to the ground. I'm telling you, if you begin to run with people in, in perfect love, and, and come on, doesn't matter what they smell like. No, I say that even, even parabolically because we don't, sometimes we just don't like people's style. I don't like his style. No. I don't like it. I don't like his style. I don't, I don't like the way she dresses. I, you know, it can be whatever. No, I'm telling you, it goes on all the time. No. Listen, I'm, I'm going to brag on my wife and myself. Sometimes I walk into a place and people don't know what to do with us. Where are they from? They're from California or New York. I'm just being honest. Because they don't know what to make. You don't know someone, but you've already put something on them that they don't, understand, they don't even have a grid for. And they're, they're just trying to figure you out or... or, or you just got to walk up to them and say, oh, I love you. No, this guy, the chief, messed me up. He just loved me, and he held me for like, it was an eternal hug. And I was there with him. But he came, you know, and the Lord wants to do this for everyone in this room. Put down all the things that you prefabricate in your mind to, that repels you from people. I'm telling you, the Lord is dealing with me with little offenses. One word about someone five years ago releasing demonic power into the nation. That just set me off. I'm just telling you the truth. So then I had to realign, reconfigure. God, what are you doing? Okay, let's just jump down to four. Love suffers long. <laughs> Scott, oh, you're killing me, bro. Oh, my goodness. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, does not parade itself, does not puff up. Does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Come on, right there. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. Love never fails. Let me, can, let me, just, let me just wind it down. I do have one more scripture, and I got to go. I believe this, that the Lord, when he says all these things, when Paul speaks these things, he bears all things. The love of God bears everything. If we look at Jesus, and that's all we have to look at, all you have to do is 
because of the cross. He bared the cross and rejoiced in it. How many of us rejoice in bearing stuff for one another? No, I'm going to get it now. God's calling a body of people to, to live in that place where we bear one another's burdens. Where we're kind, true and true. Doesn't matter even if you're offended or ticked off because someone said something weird to you. We believe all things, we hope all things. Are you believing and hoping all things for those that don't even know? No, really, the, all the trajectory of all this inner stuff that we got to take care of in our, in our inner stuff, I get it. We need healing. But start projecting it out and go, wow, there's a world that's completely messed up, but I'm looking at myself so much that I can't save anyone. I, and you can't save anyone, the Lord Jesus. But I can't be a vessel. I can't be used. And God is trying to work the perfect love of God inside of us so that when, when he comes, he baptizes us with fresh fire, and there's, a, there's a, 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 a chafe. Come on, there's a harvest in your life. It's a harvest of love. There's a harvest that God wants to release in your life, and it's through the, the place of love, undivided, un, unadulterated love. It's pure. Do you even know what pure love looks like? Because I surely don't. It's indescribable. The things that God has been putting before me are indescribable in the, in the place of contact with relationships. I can't even describe and I'm saying, God, it's only happened once with this one, my, my, my wife and my kids being born. That's a totally different thing, right? But when you come into contact with people you don't know and you split second, God continually puts them in your life so that you reach out. Come on, there's people that you've seen three, four times. I've done it. This is people you pass by that are struggling. That God wants you to help. Luke chapter 3, and I promise I'll be done. Tori, help me to give them hope. Luke chapter 3. And here it is. John came preaching what? Repentance. And you know the verse. Verse 16. John says this to everyone. He says, Indeed, I baptize you with water, but there's one mightier than I that is coming, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork, his winnowing fan in his hand, he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn but the chafe he will burn with unquenchable fire back up verse 17 his winnowing fan is in his hands and he will thoroughly clean out I want you to just think about that say that thoroughly clean out 
that's all you're going to ask him for tonight and watch perfect level just come if we come into this mindset that the Lord came and he is here to baptize us with unquenchable fire the Bible says it's unquenchable it's the fire of his love but what he's trying to do he's got a harvest he wants to produce in your life and what's holding it back is all the chafe and the fluffy stuff and the stuff that needs to be cleaned up that gets in the way what's going to be the underswell of an outpouring of God's spirit in the land well if we look at history it goes like this people come into a place where they realize God I got a lot of chafe and I'm asking you to come and consume it right now come on the Holy Spirit wants to do that and so any place I'm, I've, I've talked a lot about this love of God and about God connecting us in relationship first and foremost he wants all the chaff out of your relationship this way vertical first and then he'll come and wipe out all the stuff that's horizontal because when you connect in this way that the love of God and the power of God begins to overtake you and the unquenchable un, un, you can't put it out you cannot put out the love of God but when he comes and he releases that fire on your life in such a way, everything else in the way, all those horizontal relationships, every place you have bitterness, listen, I'm going to get real again. Ready? Before the end. We went to see my mom. And my mother was like, oh, your sister doesn't want to see you. No. Old stuff, past stuff, da 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 da. If I have to, I said, wow, if I have to gauge my life on past things, what is going on? Well, she doesn't want to see you, so I'm like, okay. So I said, I'm not going to call her. She lives in the same city. She lived literally four minutes away from my mother. But I, I was hurt. Come on, I'm getting real with you, okay? I was hurt. I wasn't offended, but I was hurt. I wanted to cry. So then I'm, I, I leave that trip. We get home. At this point, I don't know where, where I'm supposed to be. Now it's Maryland. And I'm leaving to go to Maryland, and I get a text. And it's my sister. Can you call me? I said, yeah, when I get situated at the airport, I'll give you a call. My sister's a believer. She's not an unbeliever. Hello. That was a miracle in itself. We thought I was the miracle. So she lives in the Word, and she loves God. She said, I don't know what Mom said, but whatever it was, it wasn't true. And I was going to call her on it, but she said, 
there was a miscommunication because of something that she referred to that made her think that I didn't want to see you, and that wasn't the truth. And anyway, long story short, I, it's, I don't want to make it confusing because the, the truth was I was misconceiving one thing, and I was saying, God, do I call her? Do I just leave it? What do I do? And my wife was like bearing witness. She was going to tell me, you know, maybe you should call her. And I was like on, on the brink. And then by the time I got to the airport to leave two days later, I'm thinking, she calls me or texts me, and now God brings a total reconciliation to things that are always misunderstood. Come on, you've got family members that live in codependency. Somebody in the room does. And everyone wants to cover for everyone else. Can I say that Jesus is not like that? Jesus just wants it out in the open. Let's get it done with. Let's get it dealt with. Let's burn up the chafe. Let's, let's call the, let's turn a page. Ready? That's what we'll do tonight. We'll just turn a page. That all the things of the past, you get to turn. And God begins to write a new story. Because, Lord, you say, what is happening? So I, I said to my, my, my sister, I said, this is the bottom line. It's more than a text on your birthday and more than a, a Merry Christmas on a text. Come on. That's not how we do relationships. I said, we need to be intentional. And I said, we can't, we can't dwell in the past of our kids not growing up together and all the, all the schisms and all the spasms and all the things that, that caused the family to be divided. I said, we can only work from here because we can't change the past. How many know God has a better solution? You step into his grace. You step into his mercy. You step into the fire of his presence. You step into that and allow the chafe to be taken up and, and blown in the wind because the wind of the Spirit's going to take some of it, but the fire of God will take the rest of it. And so there's a divine encounter God wants you to have with him right now, right now, right now. Ready? You believe it? Encourage me. The Spirit of God wants to encounter you right now with the fire of His presence because the fire of His love is the most important thing. So stand with me, and I got to go. So we're just going to ask for the Father's love to come. That baptism of fire and the Holy Spirit is the pure love of God. Why? Because he gets to come in and have complete fellowship with you. And pure love, the purified love comes in and changes you on the inside out. So come on, let's just lift our hands up and just say it like this, just like a funnel. God, we need your love. Lord, burn. Burn everything that gets in the way tonight. And Lord, places, Lord, whatever it is, it could be family issues, it could be body in the body of Christ. God, you want us to live in this love. We don't have to run with everybody, but we have to love one another. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you come right now, right now in these moments. 
Holy Spirit, release your presence and your fire. And Lord, we release the, the chafe, the chaff that goes to the wind. And we thank you for a fresh baptism of your spirit right now. Come on, just reach up, reach up, reach up, reach up. We come into agreement, God, once again. Lord, we repent of any place where we, we, we've been in ought and we've not loved people. We've not even loved you, God, in the way you called us to. Lord, you give us an open door, an open invitation, and sometimes we reject it because we're afraid, because we, the, within us, we don't even know how to love you. Within us, we don't even know how to love you properly. But come on, tonight he wants to teach you, he wants to show you, and then he wants to ignite you. to burn with his fiery love before all the world, before all the world, before everyone you come in contact with. You're a burning, shining lamp like John was. You're a burning, shining lamp. You don't have to preach condemnation. You just have to preach the love of God. You don't have to rebuke people for their conduct. You just have to tell them God loves you and he wants to heal you and he wants you to come to himself. Father, we thank you right now.